0: Do you believe that God wants you healthy? Then join me, Circe Blue and Gigi Carter on the Healthy For My Purpose podcast, where we help you realize the relationship between your health and your purpose. We share how eating like Daniel can revolutionize your life. Through discussions and interviews, we challenge you to discover the powerful connection between plant-based nutrition, your body, and your faith. It's time. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Healthy for My Purpose. i um, excited to be back this week. Um, we just finished up our four-day prayer for your health challenge. Actually, we're on our last day today as this recording is going out. Um, So hopefully you were able to join us. Um, If you missed the four day for your prayer for your health challenge, um, you could always go ahead and um, sign up on the website and you'll be notified when the next one is, which will be coming up sometime this spring. But I'm excited about this upcoming podcast. Um, Gigi talks with Dr. Khan. And it's all about high cholesterol. And so it talks about ways to um, manage high cholesterol, ways to prevent it, um, and all of the other things like that. So if you're someone that's dealing with high cholesterol or you know someone, this is definitely the episode for you. Um, very informative. And um, I think you guys will enjoy this one. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Dr. Khan.
1: Awesome. Okay, so Dr. Joel Kahn, you are the founder of the Kahn Center for Cardiac Longevity, a clinical professor at Wayne State University School of Medicine, a best selling author, and America's Healthy Heart Doc. And you recently came out with a book called Lipoprotein A, which we will get into. Um, thank you so much for your time today. I know you're very busy.
2: You're doing great stuff. And I love that sign behind you, the plant-based workplace, which is <laughs> an amazing book. And you were kind enough to let me uh, comment on it, but you bet.
1: Yes. And I appreciated you uh, writing the foreword to that. So... Um. So I wanted to talk just generally about cholesterol because you know adults go in, they get their routine wellness exam, they get a number you know, as a result of a blood draw and a lipid panel. Can you just explain just fundamentally what is cholesterol and why is it important for understanding disease risk? Yeah, cholesterol is a molecule, actually a family
2: of molecules that we, in one hand, we can manufacture in our liver, everybody does some of us make much more than others Uh, and we can also ingest and get into our body through our food because animal foods will contain cholesterol it turns out plant foods don't contain cholesterol because cholesterol is made by a liver so it might be a cow liver a sheep liver a lamb liver a chicken liver but uh, uh, if you're eating a broccoli or a head of romaine you're not eating a liver obviously There is, as we've learned, more than one type of cholesterol. We can spin down your blood and separate them. So there are some called high-density lipoprotein carriers of cholesterol and low-density lipoprotein carriers. The bottom line is it is necessary to make cholesterol. It's a very important compound uh, to have. So you can make your vitamin D and you can make your cortisol and you can make your testosterone and your estrogen and such. But we learned as we began to grapple with the risk of heart attacks and strokes, aneurysms, problems that existed for thousands of years. We've found these problems in mummies in Egypt, but after World War II, they really became prevalent in some of the Western European and uh, our own uh, country, United States, as a major issue and been number one killer of men and women now for 102 years, uh, manifestations, and we learned that There was strong evidence in animal studies feed an animal a high cholesterol diet they get clogged up there were the fact that in the actual blockage or plaque there is cholesterol so uh you know you're not going to find sugar crystals in a blockage Um, and high sugar diet is never advised but it's not an actual component of the plaque that causes strokes and heart attacks and other diseases and then we had a lot of epidemiology countries societies that eat a very fat rich diet high in cholesterol high in saturated fat tended to have more of these events like heart attacks and strokes so it became one of the enemy public enemy number ones in a mission to try and lower the risk of heart attack and stroke but it never was get rid of all cholesterol i mean there isn't any human on the planet that could survive or is uh, alive that has no cholesterol and you know, there's a big debate out there but cholesterol is good for you why are all these cardiologists you know writing prescriptions for statins because there's something very important just to close in many aspects of medicine that you could call the sweet spot or a u-shaped curve or a j-shaped curve just because some is good for you doesn't mean more is good for you and that's true of so many you know examples we can come up with so uh indeed some is good for you but Uh, Many native societies, people running around in the bush and not getting heart attacks all over the world have a cholesterol around 100, you know, total cholesterol of 100. Not too many Americans have a total cholesterol of 100. And these are really healthy people. That's about all you need to perform all these functions uh, that I mentioned.
1: Is it important to know the difference between, say, LDL and HDL cholesterol?
2: Sure. You know, your doctor might tell you, hey, your cholesterol is 220 little concerned about it. It would be a good question to say, yeah, but what did the breakdown? How much is the HDL? How much is the LDL? These are still fairly crude uh, breakdowns, but we definitely know that on average, HDL tends to be more protective. The high density lipoprotein carrier of cholesterol uh, tends to be more protective. So having that in your blood may actually protect you. And we know that on average, having a above average LDL or low density lipoprotein cholesterol adds to the risk of developing clogged arteries. So that's been routine now for about 50 years that the total cholesterol will be broken down. Now we can break it down even more. You can, can you know confuse the public talking about cholesterol size, cholesterol particle number, and then this rather new extra cholesterol called lipoprotein little a. So yeah, but it does make a difference as to what those numbers are.
1: Okay, and so let's move on to lipoprotein A. So um, this, what I was really surprised to learn in your book that over a billion people globally have elevated lipoprotein A. What is lipoprotein A and why is it dangerous? Yeah,
2: you know, well, uh, you know, we've made so much progress in 50, 60 years understanding heart attacks, strokes, why people end up getting stents, bypass or die but even with the advancements we're better at getting people to quit smoking get their blood pressure normal get their uh, weight better get their blood sugar better get their cholesterol better there still are people that have good numbers and have heart attacks and strokes that is called residual risk and you know people uh that research this topic ask the question and we've all heard about that you know old uncle joe sadly he just was at the doctor and told everything was great and uncle joe passed from a heart attack or aunt Minnie, or whatever it is it happens a lot that's called residual risk after you've evaluated and tried to correct all the standard straightforward numbers we've used for about 50 or 60 years called the framingham risk score numbers there's still a lot of risk around there's other things so in 1963 a new cholesterol particle was identified for the first time uh, by researchers in Scandinavia, and it was eventually called protein little a. It's the worst marketing name you'd ever come up to educate people, because the word little isn't even in the way you write it. It's just it's a lowercase a. I wish they would have said that, lipoprotein lowercase a. At least it looks like that. But I didn't uh, join the marketing team back in 1963. Uh, there Actually, to confuse it more, there is a kind of cholesterol called capital A, apolipoprotein capital A. So there, that's why this is lowercase a, very confusing. It's an LDL cholesterol molecule. The thing your doctor might tell you, your LDL cholesterol is too high. It's one of those, there's a little bridge, and then there's a very odd and unique piece that's called apolipoprotein little a. And all of that together makes up lipoprotein little a. And it's basically like a jacked up, super angry LDL cholesterol. It will carry cholesterol, which could interact with a blood vessel wall and cause plaque. But this extra piece has more inflammatory and pro clotting features on it. So you've got really this kind of ugly Rambo-like super you know, jackknife, it can cause plaque, it can cause inflammation, it can cause your blood to clot. And it turns out the number you mentioned, about one out of every four, or even one out of every three humans on the planet, inherit this from their parents, the other, 70 75% do not and it takes a simple blood test to determine if you inherited this from your parents but i'm encouraging people be curious in general and certainly be curious if you inherited it if you have a family history or even a personal history you know mom dad brother sister grandparents aunt and uncles there's been a lot of strokes heart attacks sudden unexplained deaths in their 30s 40s 50s 60s uh, and what's really distinctively unusual, when we talk cholesterol, we talk about concern about the risk of clogging arteries that might go to the brain and stroke, the heart and heart attack, the legs and a pain on walking called claudication. But there are four valves in the heart, four little doors. One is called the aortic valve. It's the last door that opens to let the blood go out to the body. Something about this structure, lipoprotein little a, loves to just clamp on to the aortic valve and cause it to get scarred and calcified so there are people quite a few of them several hundred thousand a year in the united states that go for an operation a big operation to repair the aortic valve many of them are due to having inherited this lipoprotein little like the bottom line is if we can popularize idea get checked find out and if we can develop more effective therapies we really might make a big impact on people's risk for some of these most serious conditions and we'll make the world a better and friendlier place
1: so what since so many people have elevated lipoprotein a why isn't it routinely tested
2: yeah that you know this is 57 years ago was discovered and there are hundreds, and I'd probably say thousands of research papers. Um, It's very well known in the cholesterol community. There has been a hesitancy to just start to tell family doctors, internal medicine doctors, gynecologists, kind of the frontline docs, everybody should get this checked because it's not on any routine cholesterol panel. It's one more little box, check lipoprotein, it might cost $30 to run a blood test when you're getting the other blood test. The hesitation has been, we're not sure what to do about it. So why are we gonna stir the pot and check something when we're not sure what the treatment is? Now that is kind of crumbling away for a couple of reasons. In Europe right now, the equivalent of the American Heart Association has said we think everybody should get this added to their blood test once in their life. Because it's genetic, you're either normal or you're high, so that's really all you need it. It's very cost effective to do it once. And probably do it early, do it when you're 18, 20, or 25. Um, that's one thing. Number two, we do know from all the plant-based data, like Dr. Ornish and Esselstyn and all. If you were to find out, particularly at a young age, that you're in a family that's carrying this and you have inherited it, you might well wanna get some good gym shoes and go to the gym or outside. You might wanna start eating big salads and bean chilies and oatmeal in the breakfast. You might wanna do the things we know lower your heart risk. Even if they don't lower this blood level, they're gonna lower all the other risk factors and put you in a better place down the road and finally the pharmaceutical industry is coming up with some unique solutions there's a drug in development that uh, is a few years away there may be a superpower to lower and eliminate this as a risk um so it's you know this is like buying amazon stock when it was ten dollars long ago <laughs> this is early in the game of the public knowing about it but there's absolutely no reason not to go get checked and ask your primary care doctor or your specialist, or just arrange it yourself and find out. Um, There is at least one piece of data, research data that eating a plant-based diet does help lower it. And even if it doesn't lower it much, it's gonna lower your LDL cholesterol, it's gonna lower your inflammation, it's gonna lower your blood sugar, your blood pressure. It's just gonna make you a healthier person overall. So the solution to this is at least in part, the same diet you teach and I teach a whole food plant-based
1: diet. Absolutely. Okay, so let's let's get into your book. So I love this book. Um, it, it, do you want to just kind of just share some background as to what it is and why you developed it? And well, it turns out it's
2: actually the first book in the world by a medical uh, figure on lipoprotein little a. And I realized, um, you know, there is a website people can go to to learn a little bit more. But people were hungry for information, and I started writing a few blogs. This got some press in 2017 when a a public figure named Bob Harper, who was famous from the TV show, Biggest Loser, he was along with Jillian Michaels, one of the fitness trainers, he suffered a massive heart attack at age 51. I mean, this guy's like fit and ripped and you can argue his diet was perfect or not. I mean, he wasn't a uh, McDonald's and Wendy's burger eater. He had a pretty darn good diet, including for some of his adult life, a plant-based diet. He almost died in uh, February 2017 of a massive heart attack. And when he recovered, he announced, I've learned subsequently, I inherited lipoprotein little a. So it was on the Dr. Oz Show. It was a big article in the New York Times It made it around the country. People started hearing about it and my patients started asking about it. I had been drawing this blood test for a number of years before, but uh, more and more interest. So there was not a book that a person could find to read about it and uh, I dived into the science and there's only so much you can go at this point because we can talk about potential therapies, but we can't claim we absolutely know what to do if it's elevated. Um, I will say there's a a vitamin called niacin that can bring it down that I use, but you wanna work with a medical person if you're gonna go down that path. Um, And number two, being a big public advocate for plant-based eating and knowing there was some science that plant-based eating could lower the blood level and lower your risk overall. That's why I wrote a book that combines science plus recipes, make it practical. People are always asking, you know, what do I do next? So the book is, uh, you know, a beautiful picture-filled cookbook at the end, but a science book at the beginning. And I mean, that's fine. It's a little funky the way it came out, but I'm very proud of it. And certainly the, the recipes will move people down the road to healthier lifestyles for sure.
1: Absolutely. I had this morning, I had the melon, mango, and green tea smoothie so it was it was on point. I loved it.
2: Good. And you're glowing, so it must be working. <laughs>
1: awesome. And, um, and I can't wait to try the ratatouille. Um, it looked like Beverly Lynn Bennett. She's the uh, developer of the recipes. Is that right?
2: Yeah, she's a wonderful lady. I had had a chance to uh, work with her on another book about three years ago with the racy title, Vegan Sex. Uh, co-authored with Ellen Jaffe Jones, but Beverly Lynn Bennett did the recipes, and uh, it just was such a joy to work with her. Uh, I couldn't think of anybody else to reach out to.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. So, any final comments, Dr. Khan?
2: No, you know, um, you know, the advocacy you're doing for healthy living and lifestyle in the workplace and at home is tremendously important. And I'm in my office; I still see patients, but. You know there's just so much education we need to share and this lipoprotein little a it's not a scary story Uh, you know what I find scary is I have people come to me that have spent their entire adult life worried that they're gonna drop of a heart attack like their father or mother did at age 48 and by going just a little deeper and lipoprotein A is part of that I provide many of them actually the explanation and the answer and in um, a sense of calm and reassurance that it isn't just God's will that everybody's getting heart disease in our family, it's a scientific and well-researched explanation. And then we got to work together to come up with a solution and it's very hopeful and it's very positive. So um, I encourage people, you know, know as much about your own health and your own metrics, your blood pressure, your weight, your inflammation, your standard cholesterol, Now. We've introduced this unique genetic cholesterol. It's so common, people should know, but it's all couched in optimism. You know, We are making so much progress. And I again, the earlier in life somebody identifies this healthy path, the more meaningful it is, which is why the workplace approach. If we can reach 20 year olds, 25, 30 year olds with a message, uh, don't wait till you're 65 and you're recovering from your bypass. It's a good time to grab onto a healthy lifestyle and a whole food plant-based diet doing it 30 years earlier will prevent you from having that bypass so that's the you know the message medical progress lifestyle progress you know use all the tools we have
1: absolutely well dr khan thank you so much for your time i appreciate you
2: thank you i appreciate you too i'm glad you made the smoothie that's that gives me a little spring in my step
1: good
0: Thank you for joining us on the Healthy for My Purpose podcast. We hope you enjoyed the community and are walking away empowered and encouraged to live your healthiest life for your God-ordained purpose. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram to enjoy fellowship with like-minded women. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this on iTunes. Until we meet again, keep honoring your body for your purpose.